This is Jenny Allen, and you are listening to the Made For This podcast. Thanks to StoryWorth for supporting Made For This. StoryWorth is a meaningful gift you and your family can treasure forever, and you can get started right away. Go to storyworth.com slash made for this to get $10 off your first purchase. One of my passions in bringing this season together was actually the work I did in sabbatical physically, that we did a lot of testing. We did a lot of appointments. I kind of caught up with my physical health. As I've mentioned before, my husband walked through a really difficult season with his health last year. We'll share about that soon. But it really woke us up to just how much we need to be taking care of ourselves. And not in a way that, you know, I would say in a way that brings quality of life, that we can be the fullest version of ourselves day in and day out. And, And I mean, guys, just in having the right appointments and the right testing I learn things about myself that have changed how I feel every day and how my body works every day. That, in turn, has affected my spiritual life, has affected my relational life, has affected my ability to have vision and dreams. I, When I walked into sabbatical, I crawled in. I crawled in. I mean, I was, I have never been so physically tired, so discouraged, so just not right. I wasn't sleeping. My body wasn't working. My mind wasn't working. My spiritual life felt dry. And what I saw in this season was just the Lord like restoring and building up different parts of my life and causing me to move from a place of exhaustion and discouragement to to thriving again. And I was scared. I thought, I don't know if that's in me anymore. Like I just... I didn't know. And I wanted to think I'm not that old. Like I should be able to feel good enough in life to to dream new dreams and to work hard and to create and, and to care about people. And it worried me though. And so what I saw was just the power of noticing what is not just happening in my spiritual life or my emotional life, which I had gotten pretty good at, but really noticing what was happening in my body, believing that God created not just my mind and not just my heart and not just my relationships and my calling, but he created my physical body as well. And he had a plan for it. I remember, as I mentioned last week, being in seminary and my professor talking about different heresies that we believe. There were there were several that were compelling because they were familiar. They were beliefs that that I have taken on at times. One heresy in the church many generations ago was that God was after a personal individual relationship with us. And I was like, hey, 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 I heard that all my life. And what he meant was that there was a hierarchy of hearing from God by yourself versus being in the midst of a local church and a community. And yeah, I was like, gosh, we have definitely enjoyed that ride. And I think there's a balance there. A lot of heresies built on small truth. It's got an element. That's what the devil does. He takes a small truth and he will wrap lies around it to where then it becomes really toxic and unhealthy when we believe it. And and it's wrong, (laughs) but it starts oftentimes with an element of truth. It's what he did in the garden, right? He comes to them and says, does God really, you know, he gets them to question God. Does God really not want you to do this? Does God really, is he good? Does he love you? Is this his plan? And and they're like, "I, I don't you know, and, and they're doubting everything about God all of a sudden. And and I think that's what he does with us. And and I think one place 
that he's been effective is the way we view our bodies, that caring for our bodies, that treating our bodies with respect can oftentimes move to idolatry, can oftentimes move to a concern that feels vain or conceited or self-promoting. So certainly, right, all things, (laughs) money, sex, all things out of the will of God move, even though they're created by God, can be taken to unhealthy places. But this heresy and this ideology that the body is evil came from a time in the church where there was so much sin. In Corinth, you really see this come to life. And of course, in Corinth, you know, there were, I mean, temples to sex. There were physical outworkings of sin everywhere. And so the Corinthian church really battled this, and Paul speaks to it, and I'll read to you in a minute a verse out of Corinthians. But when you see in Corinth, you know, the complete depravity of the body and all that was happening sexually in that place, the Christians began to not even take care of their bodies. They really believed like the spirit is all that matters, the spirit is all that lasts, and they they weren't taking care of their bodies. And so Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 6, he says, or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God. You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. He was trying to remake their theology of the body. They were not getting married. They were not having sex. They, people that were married in Corinth and in the church weren't having sex with each other because they believed it was evil. They just had been so disturbed by what they saw in their culture that they were just, whoo, they were swinging the other way, which is so what we do, right? We all do this. So you see the result of this being asceticism that you would see monks living on poles and starving themselves and taking away anything that could cause them to sin, living in silence, doing things that protect their spirit and even hurt their bodies this idea that the body is evil, so we hurt our bodies. Well, where the heresy led was to this very extreme thing that I would say most of us don't struggle with and most of us don't think about, which is deprivation, right? Like we're going to deprive ourselves of anything good. You know, we're not going to enjoy this life because this life is evil. Our bodies are evil. Well, most of you, that's not, I'm saying all this and you're going, "Eh, I don't really relate to that. That's not what I struggle with really love life and I love eating and I love, you know, all the things that happen when I am enjoying life. I want to enjoy life. But I think where it still has shown up for me, even in mainstream Christianity, is this idea that taking care of our bodies, noticing our bodies, being concerned about our health can be seen only as vain and materialistic and self-centered. When our bodies are a tool and how we steward the tool and how we take care of the tool is going to determine how the tool is used and how effective it is. Some of you have probably felt like, gosh, this is a real self-helpy season. Jenny, you're a Bible teacher. I don't agree with that statement at all. I believe God cares about our bodies, our minds, our relationships. I believe he cares about every single one of you in your state of feeling stuck, of feeling depressed, of of looking for answers and hope and you can't find them. And I believe he gives help through the scripture and through the brilliance of doctors. In fact, 
scripture tells us that every good gift comes from the Father of the heavenly lights, that this is a God who produces good things. And if it's good, it has come from God. And if it is helpful, it has come from God. And rather than viewing things as worldly and spiritual, we need to view things as helpful and from God, because God gives lots of physical gifts, including our bodies, on earth for our good. And it's not unspiritual to take medicine that has been brought about into being by wise doctors that are smart and that God has given wisdom and insight into how to help the fallenness and brokenness of our body. Now, why couldn't he just heal us? He could, but he is through many forms. It's like that silly story about the helicopter and the boat. You know, this guy drowns and he goes to heaven. He was like, God, why didn't you save me? And he's like, I sent you a helicopter, a boat. I sent you all of these things to try to save you. And you didn't, you ignored them. And, and I think some of us are that way. We're just waiting for God to heal when the reality is he's given us things that help. Are we taking advantage of them? Are we putting ourselves out there and saying, hey, I don't know if this is a big deal or not, but I have been feeling tired for the last six weeks. It's hard for me to get out of bed. I don't know if this is depression. I don't know if this is something with my hormones. I don't know what this is. Put yourself out there and find out. And I think with any mental health issue, the place to start is your primary care doctor to test your first, your body, to make sure that there's not a cause that is physical, like your hormones or your thyroid or other parts of your body that can really affect your mood and emotions. This Christmas, chances are you're going to hear a lot of stories from your family, your loved ones. Some of them you've probably heard before, but others maybe not so much. And it can be challenging to write an entire book of all of these memories you want to preserve, but StoryWorth makes it really fun and easy. StoryWorth is offering $10 off your first purchase at storyworth.com slash made for this. So the way it works is they will email your loved one a single life-related question that you pick from all of their list of questions. So what's the bravest thing you've ever done? What's the farthest you've traveled? Some of the questions have been really fun. Like what were you like when you were 30? What were some of the most memorable Christmas presents you've given or received? And then all they have to do is reply to the email with a story. And then after a year, StoryWorth compiles all of these stories, memories, and even photos into this really beautiful hardcover book that creates a valued keepsake for your family. These are the kind of books that you pass down to your kids and they pass down to their kids because millions of stories have already been told story worth because they make the process so simple. Some of the stories that my mom has told me, having a pet possum and riding her horses bareback gives you a totally different perspective of your parent, your siblings, your grandparents, and what a better gift than to get people's stories. Help your family share their story this holiday season with StoryWorth. Go to storyworth.com slash made for this today and save $10 on your first purchase. That's S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H dot com slash made for this to save $10 on your first purchase. I think about my son. He came from Rwanda and he was four years old and talk about an incredible experience is watching my son go from his world view in an orphanage for four years where he never really left to the big wide world of America. It was fascinating every day. We could have had an excellent TV show. Someone would have followed us around with him learning to use a fork and tasting ice cream for the first time and hating it because it was cold. Well, 
the first winter that we were here in Rwanda, it doesn't get that cold. And the first winter we were here, he, he had really trusted Jesus and loved Jesus, loved learning about Jesus and was understanding the gospel. And we were going through a really cold winter in Texas. And he got in the car one day and he threw his head back and he said, how could Jesus love us enough to die for us and then make it this cold? (laughs) And I think he was at a theological crossroads. It was how, how could he spiritually take care of us, but not physically take care of me right now? And he was confused. It was like, how could a loving God do this? And I think for a lot of us, that is the real question that we're, we're asking is, why is there sickness? Why is my body failing me? Why is it not working the way I want it to? And I would say, number one, there are things about our body that are out of our control that we cannot fix. You can't avoid death. A hundred percent of us will die if Jesus doesn't come back. We can't fix that. But there are things that are in our control. And my hope in this season is that to lift your head a little bit to go, maybe I've demonized getting help or noticing my body and noticing what I'm feeling and giving it value and assigning it worth enough to get help and to see someone. You might see someone, and like my friend Lois Evans, who now is with Jesus, they quickly told her, there is nothing that we can do. And they still did everything they could, but she is home with Jesus now. And that might be your story. And I promise you, Lois would say, I'm good. I'm good. I'm up here. My body is right. I'm good. But it wasn't this side of heaven. And that might be the reality of your doctor's appointment. However, it also might be there are things we can do. And there are things that God created out of loving kindness to help, to heal medicine that actually fills in gaps that our brokenness has in this life. And I'm just saying, let's not be afraid to get that help and let's not demonize our bodies or make them less than worthy to take care of, to seek the help that is available to us. I've had more conversations about medicine and if God would approve of it and why Would he make it where we needed medicine? And again, I would say it is just like my son in the cold weather. Guess what we did? We went and bought that boy an unusually warm coat for Texas. We got him a down coat for Texas. We don't need heavy coats like that in Texas, but his little body was needing a warm coat. And for some of you, your body needs something that is available, that fills in part of the brokenness of the fall. The fall was real. We are decaying and we are faced with difficulty in our body and outside of our body and our circumstances that one day we will not be. If you still are going, I don't know if I buy this, I and you have pushback somewhere in your spirit, look at Jesus. He came in the form of a man. John 1.14 says, And the Word became flesh and dwelled among us, and we have seen His glory, glory as the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. He was flesh. Jesus, God, became flesh for us. 
and he dwelt among us, and he was the glory of his Father. So that meant that his body did not diminish his holiness. His body did not diminish his worth. His body mattered. And the fact that he was clothed in flesh shows us that flesh is not bad, that flesh is a gift, that flesh is good, that our body is not bad, that our body is good. And, and if you want more evidence, I mean, just look at Jesus. He, he took care of people's bodies. He didn't just take care of them spiritually. He fed them. He healed their bodies. He took care of their bodies. He showed value and worth, and I would even say preeminence to their bodies, that, that he began with touching them physically and healing them. And then he would deal with spiritual realities because he knew the body was possibly a giant distraction from the spiritual, right? And I think that's, if I were to challenge us with anything, it's that we we not be afraid to take care of our bodies, that you not be afraid to go set up that doctor's appointment and say, you know what? I haven't had a checkup in years. I'm going to do that. That you wouldn't be afraid to notice what is happening in your body and to give it value and to seek help for it. And then also that you would not be enslaved to your body. And so it's 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 both that we, we are giving God the rightful place of, you know what, we aren't in control of all things, but we want to steward what you've given us well and enjoy it and enjoy that God has made us in a body and promises us in our future reality in heaven that we will be given a new body and it will be whole and right and not decaying and last forever. I would encourage you again, make a doctor's appointment. And some of you are listening and you don't have health insurance and that is going to be quite an expensive choice. And I would say, prioritize it. Part of valuing and esteeming our bodies as made by God, empowered by God, filled by God, and understanding the value of the tool that they are, not having a higher view of it than we should, but not having a lower view of it than we should, is we're stewarding and caring for a gift from God that we have for a few short years here. It's a priority and it should be a priority. Hey, did you guys know that Jenny wrote a children's book series? It's called The Story of God, and it's a five-book set that paints a beautiful picture of God's love for us from creation all the way to heaven. At the back of every book, there's an activity guide based on what you read in the book. So it gives you questions to ask or easy, simple activities that help you drive everything that you talked about home with your kids. You can get 20% off The Story of God right now with code MADEFORTHIS20 if you go to JennyAllen.com slash kids.